Hello and welcome to Just Do It, a Doobie Brothers podcast. That's right, you have stumbled into Season 5, Episode 1. Eric, what happened? I I honestly don't know. This uh this last few uh, weeks have been a blur. Something about us going on vacation, and then we never really went on vacation. We were always just still here, and um, I, it, it's time for Season 5. That's all I know. It's I got that tingling in my bones. It's Season 5 time. I mean, I was on vacation. I think we pre-recorded every single one of those podcasts, including the one we said we recorded directly on Thursday. That was all ruse. Yeah, sounds about right. So, um, Alex, what uh, what can our listeners um, expect to hear from us this season? All right. So this season, we are finally on good terms with the MACC, which is great. They've decided that as long as we, on our probationary period, we, we repaid all our fines, and as long as we keep this a PC program, right, and uh, don't do too much raunchy podcasting, that they are going to let us keep our license. We can keep operating out of the newly renovated dad's office. So um, I'm going to need some comments in the commentarium aquarium down below. <clears throat> um. Should we keep this PC, or are we going raunchy, baby? And by that, I mean this is all... Uh, I, I put up a nice little filter so the MACC can't hear this bit, but uh, let us know. We uh, we live off of the feedback. We don't care about no big government organizations controlling us. Exactly. Down in the comestium vestipool down below there we need you to tell us how to run our podcast because it it only works when people listen to it or when maybe that's not necessary maybe eric and i'll just keep recording this (laughs) year yeah this this season we're doing uh a main topic a new segment right in the middle there then you know it you'll love it the people request it every time it's questions from the internet who knows where they get them from nobody knows but we we get them the the only problem I see is uh right now we do not have a lot of time for fun artistic uh segments such as poetry, uh slam poetry, uh the young rappers projects, um, similar to our previous seasons. So uh please let us know if you like that. Drop a drop a comment down there and see if we uh if we can incorporate it. But uh I, I think it's time to get a jump on this bad boy because we're gonna try and keep them short. We know people like it a little a little shorter. So, uh, Alex, I think it's time to jump into the main uh, topic, eh? Exactly. Get down in the comments if you enjoyed our previous spit swapping makeout match poetry slam in the octagon on Saturday night with a cage metal death ladder match for the briefcase with all of the limericks. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, let's get this podcast on the road. <laughs> Um, all right, so I got a crazy main topic. I, I've been waiting to talk about this for easily like seven weeks now. And th- obviously it's a hotbed. Like this is this is really, really in right now. Everyone's talking about it. So it's the nineteen eighty five Penn State Nittany Lions football team. Oh dude, the nineteen ninety what? Eighty five. Nineteen eighty five Penn State Nittany Lions football team. 1985 Nittany football team, dude. Those guys, they went all the way, right? Um, uh, they did pretty good. <laughs> um, yeah, they, they're they're pretty good. I mean, my my boy Joe Paterno, he's the coach. He's kind of cool. Um, it, it's Penn State, so you can't go wrong there. They uh, 
Dude, my favorite game, my favorite moment from the whole season was when they won that game against that other team. It was oh my God. amazing. It was wild. But yeah, no. So they, they were 11 and 1 this year. It was good. I mean, that's pretty good. Has Penn State ever, ever done better? Probably not. Uh, they definitely have. I mean, come on. It's Penn State. <laughs> Although, I don't know why they're, why it's the Penn State Nittany Lions. Um, they might have rebranded at some point. What was their mascot before the, before the Quaker? They had the Nittany Lions. Well, you're thinking of you, Penn, man. Oh. Oh, yeah, it's Penn State. Now, they've always been the Nittany Lions, which is why I love them so much. Uh, that's fair. That's fair. I need a strong Nittany with my lion. Uh, hey, dude, Nittany really, really gets me going. There's nothing quite as special as adding a uh, strange word that I've never seen in the English language until today <laughs> uh, uh-huh. in front of a beloved animal such as a lion. That's no, why exactly. I'm a I'm a real big fan of the um, uh, Northeast Kingdom uh, University belligerent owls. They're amazing. Oh, I've never heard of the word belligerent before. Well, I couldn't think of a word, and I remember us <laughs> talking today, which, hey, we're going to get into this in a later segment, of course, because mm-hmm. look at us, structured and everything. Uh, no, we got it all. No, this is the main day. topic here. We, we have not hopped on our personal two-wheeled transport into a new uh, segment of this podcast. We got to keep this back on the main topic. Oh, which what are we talking why, about? It's not I want to tell man. Uh, exactly. I want to tell you, oh, oh, you ride a horse, personal four-legged transport, just like I said. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, which is why I got to tell you, dude, I love Nittany Lions. 11-1, and one, what a record. I remember going to all their games, then watching the tapes, because I wasn't wasn't alive back then. But uh, my boys and I, we all, we all got together one day, one Saturday, and we said, let's just watch all 11 games right in a row. And they didn't have tapes, so we had to pay someone to go down to the to the theater and reenact the games for us based on the play-by-play. <laughs> and let me tell you, dude, the 1985 Nittany Lions off-Broadway production, I mean, oh, amazing. Any any Sunday, you should go. See, I that that's great. I mean, I know I know you're a great a big Nittany Lions fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, exclusively mm-hmm. in the year 1985, you've forgotten about them every other year. Oh, well, was, they sucked after that. It went downhill. The coach it, uh, stayed, but he couldn't couldn't kindle the uh, couldn't capture the, the lightning anymore. Man, it was magic. out of the bottle. It, it was a magical season. Yeah. But um, one thing I've never understood about those Nittany Lions. Oh, I said a bad word already. Uh, the MACC is coming. Um, is well, their stadium is called Beaver Stadium, but there are no beavers in Nittany Lions, is there? Uh oh, that stadium is full of beavers, Eric. At least I don't know, fifty percent probably. So you're saying the capacity of eighty three thousand three hundred and seventy? Mm-hmm. Half of that, we're talking forty one six hundred and eighty five. Patrons brought their beaver to the stadium. Yes, exactly. That's impressive. That is. That's impressive. why it's called the Beaver Stadium. No one else thought of that. Also, it was built by beavers. Uh, stadium was built on top of a beaver dam. I I heard that uh, they actually commissioned roughly that same amount of beavers that I previously said yep. uh, to build the stadium because no one else was building stadiums back then. Uh, only select beaver contractors and beavers are they. 
they do good work. I mean, come on. I mean, the only problem with beavers, Eric, is the beaver unions. Okay. Oh my gosh! Don't They're get ruthless. me started on the beaver union. I mean, they they it's demand good. their coffee breaks. They demand uh, to sleep in their uh, structures for at least like two years after. Oh yeah, it's bad, and they want free take-home sticks every day. You know, they want to just be taking home the extra sticks they don't use in construction and. Oh, I mean, but beavers make good work, Eric. They do good work, especially when damming up rivers to build stadiums for football. You know what? That That's why old old grand-grandpappy always used to say, if you want to get a good dam built, you better get a beaver to do it. So I think that extremely well wraps up the Nittany Lions, especially the oh, 1985 yeah. team. So um, wh- where are we off to, man? I, I hopped on. I got you my head inspection. <laughs> I'm whoa, 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 don't, don't, thing. don't drive over now yet. Hold on. You, you found a real stub of an article this week on Wikipedia, didn't you? I, I revved it up, man. Come on. It's already been like nine minutes. That's half all of right, our real right. time, baby. All right. All right. Okay. Then uh, in that case, I'm going to let you uh, scooter off legally. That's what they're called. On to our next segment. You ready? That's right. right. The new hot segment in this podcast is keeping up with the DeWitzes. We're going to tell you all the inside scoop, what the DeWitt boys have been up to in the past week. The need to know. We got all the fat trimmed right off the DeWitt family uh, roast of activities every week just for you. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. So, um, Alec, what did you do this week? I haven't seen you in like 16 months now. What are you up to? Oh, man, that's weird, because I haven't seen you in, like, 16 minutes. Anyway, I went for the Maple Street race today. It was a great one. I just happened to win the race. Little Wait. little brag there. Wait, you were there? I was also there. I, I never yeah. saw you, though. Oh, well, I was pretty fast, you know, off the line. Just put, put gas, 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 all the way, pedal to the metal. 2.5-mile drag race, really, is what I called it. Um, straight from Maple Street Park, through a couple neighborhoods, and to the first public brewing company which is really the best way to be, best finish line a man could ask for i mean that's wild because i also ran today and i ran starting at maple street park ran 2.5 miles ended up at first public brewing company and wow it was a it was a fun time i uh, i edged out all the old geezers i, I love yeah. them love them to death great great wonderful people but uh i finished in third place so uh um, that's, that's pretty good man that's it, that's fast for you dude it's fast. I, I was slugging this 800 pounds of pure built-up, carbo-loading, uh, uh, bulking season material all the way through town. And um, I, I swear, I think a few people, a few paleontologists thought that the Brontosaurus was back. Because there's a big lumbering uh, monster out there running down the streets. And uh, much to their chagrin, it was only I uh, dancing down the waters of uh essex junction uh maybe maybe random town we don't know where we live um exactly so here's the wise words of advice to any aspiring runners out there okay if you have the frame and build and mass of a sprinter find it a race that's net downhill because that you can't get dropped on the hills if it's just downhill the whole way it's got to be net downhill and yet, there has to be an incentive at the end. In our case, it was a wonderful beer waiting for us at wonderful prices. Oh, cold, refreshing, hit the spot. It was really, I mean, something else. 
we highly recommend running to the brewery. Hey, Eric, I got a question for you. Just uh, pulled this off my question board. Um, are, are you more of a, uh, yeah, yeah uh, are you more of a capybara or hamster kind of person? That's tough. That's tough. Um, I got a, uh, uh, let's see, cappy, ham, ham cappy, stir, barra, stir, bear, bear, stir, bear, cappy, cappy, bear, cap, stir, cap, um, I got to I'm going hamster. I'm going hamster, okay? All right, it's a good choice, good choice. I'm not going to explain my rationale, by the way. What else have you been up to this past week in De- DeWitt land? What, what are the DeWitts up to? Um, uh, I've been reading a little. I've been uh, playing some video games. I've, uh, you know, just been hanging out, uh, dying from this massive uh, not heat wave heat wave because it hasn't been 90 degrees for over three days. That's what classifies as a heat wave. Boom. Education, baby. We teach the young kids on this podcast. That's right. Get your kiddos and listen because we only spit the truth at them. Um, but yeah, no, it's been way too hot. Uh, I've been dying from the from the heat. Uh, I'm not doing well. I'm not holding up, man. Uh, I think I've sweat through my uh, my my drawers at least like eight times today. The washing machine has seen way too many way too many undergarments. Exactly. So for the past four days, it has been 89 degrees exactly. So this has not been any not been a heat wave, but I've still been just extracting my musk and putting it directly into those nice polyester shirts. The ones that just really, really capture the BO and uh, then stick to you when you're all sticky. That is uh, my primo heat wave, not heat wave experience. Eric, do you want to move on to some questions from the internet? Because the people, they're probably bored with keeping up with the wits. They're, they're, already, they're already caught up. They need to know what's, what's the hot mojo on the internet like. You know what? I'm ready. Uh, let's, what do you got? What do you have for me, man? I'm, my, my brain's whirring at 9 billion degrees uh, and miles per hour, maybe even centigrade. All right. um, it's Thursday morning because that's when we record this. I got a uh, beer every in my time. hand and I'm ready. <laughs> oh, yeah. We, we, we get up real early, 4 o'clock, and just crack one and start recording. So, at Tradlean asks, I just don't agree with radiation poisoning. You hold a rock and now you feel bad? And that's their whole question. Now, I personally have never been burnt by radiation, not even once, which is why I wear sunscreen. So, I, um... Uh, I mean... Radiation poisoning for all you out there, it, it's real. It, it it is real. Um, but the real danger from holding rocks and uh, sort of discarding them like they're nothing is actually the amount of guilt it weighs on you. Like that rock has a life, and you're just treating it like it's nothing, like it's some lowly soil. Like, come on, no one likes that that grimy, grubby soil, but a rock. Oh my gosh. Sometimes you look at a rock, you're digging around, you're having fun and you find a really cool rock. And you got to think this rock's got feelings too. So when I, you know, ultimately discard maybe a cool rock, I just destroyed its whole, its whole sense of worth. It, this rock now doesn't know its place in the world. It's it's gonna struggle. It's gonna it's got it's got a lot of hardships. I mean, the thing might be hard on the outside, but it's it's still hard on the inside. It's a rock, but it, it has emotions, man. Uh, like, come on, they they're not living things 
too. But like, think about it. Use your empathy. I know you have it out there. We gotta, we gotta treat rocks with respect. We can't just be blaming them for all our problems. You know, maybe, maybe that's a self-defense mechanism that us humans are just too naive to recognize. Like, this rock didn't want to get picked up, but you are un, like non-consensually picking that rock up. Of course, it's gonna give you radiation poisoning. That's called self-defense. Stand your ground. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, you just come traipsing through some sort of Brooker stream and pick up a rock that's been there for a thousand years. How would you feel if you got just wrenched from your friends and family in the stream, being nice and mellowed out by all that cool spring water, and then just thrown into the woods somewhere when you became too heavy because mom said you can only carry five rocks home from the mountain and you had to pick your favorite five, and you didn't, that rock didn't even make the cut. I mean, that is just that's just mental trauma waiting to happen. It's anguish. I gotta say, though. Absolutely. Uh, I, I'm at least very glad that our mom didn't put a limit on how many rocks you could take from the mountain, because my backpack was full of them. <laughs> uh, I mean, the only real problem was how many rocks I could fit in the backpack. <laughs> like, throw out that school stuff. You don't need them. You got rocks, baby. Exactly. Up it's, all about the... it's, it's back. It's back. It's all about the rocks. All right, Eric. We're going to move on. Um, don't eat the spicy rocks, kids. They're bad for you. To a better question from another person on the internet, Eric. You ready? Yeah, I, I think I'm ready. So, at Inceptili asks, Hi, so I have a question for someone who is fluent in Japanese, Romanji and Katakana, or Hiragana, because I have something I want to put on a shirt design, and I'm still an absolute newbie at knowing Japanese, and I don't want to mess up somehow. DM me, please, if you can help. So, Inceptili, I got good news for you. Eric is fluent in all of the Japanese on the show Naruto. Isn't that right? Uh, um, yeah, of course. That's it. They they got all the all the different characters. I I actually have my body has like twenty tattoos on it. They're all um uh symbols, Japanese symbols of each different language within uh Japan. I don't I don't know if that's real. Um, are they katakana that, or are they hiragana? Because Eric, those I don't know if you know this. Uh, as someone who doesn't speak any Japanese, they th those are very different. They look completely different. Well, yeah, they're totally different. So I have a uh, hiragana and Capricana. And uh, your your tattoo that says "Look out! It's Pervin Sage." What uh, which language is that one written in? Wh which of the two? Oh, that's actually in English. <laughs> so <laughs> oh, okay. that one's that one's weird. Um, that one's weird. But no, I actually have this one that has a uh, three lines vertical with uh, actually it's it's four lines vertical with one across like diagonally. And I was told that it means may good fortune come in fives, which you know it, it's really good. It's it's you know four vertical lines and one through it. I, I've never no. seen it before. Uh, it's but totally new I, I know. It's uh, it has nothing to do with those crazy American tally marks or anything, but no, it, exactly. it says all may, may fortune come in fives, and it's really it, it's a funny play on words because for Chun like fortune four, there's a four in there, but fives, and like when you think about it in Japan, um, at least in the small village of Eric Town, um, 
fives is a symbolic meaning of you know wondrous things coming at you and it's, it's also it's a symbolic face. fives is also a symbolic placeholder it it designates the sacredness of a certain spot for a short duration of time exactly so may fortune come in fives it's it, it's good so I, I also have um i also have some tattoos that are uh one can be with all but two no three self <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> oh no we got some no um definitely not numbers it's really really metaphorical yeah. uh japanese lingo that a lot of people don't understand but it uh it goes deep it cuts deep and my body is a temple that's why i eat donuts and break uh teeth by eating donuts that's so, right that's so where i'm in- living in Septelli, if you have any questions about number-based haikus, then you should hit up Eric. And if you need to know how to spell the word nani, nani? in Japanese, then that's the only word I know, and I can I can hook you up. Uh, so it, it's N A N I. Boom. Yeah, baby. but it's in it's in the it's it's non and ni. It's two different characters. It's Eric, all uppercase. It's all uppercase. And how it's, uh, how don't you know your romanji, bro? All right, let's uh, get out of here and thank our sponsors. We're all out of questions. Those are the only ones I could, I could scoop up in the fishnet of questions out there in the internet. Um, all right, I would like to thank uh, Dad's Office for providing us with Season 5 material. Uh, we're here coming live out of Season 5 in Dad's Office, and it's not live. It's pre-recorded, but um, hit up our line at... Uh, the just do it podcast youtube comment sections um we we would love to respond to your questions boom maybe got him got him we're, we're we're dude we're youtubers now this podcast is brought to you by bad japanese neither of us know japanese but we can give you bad japanese advice bad japanese of course we couldn't have done it with proud support from Pimp my tractor. That's right. They're back. They're doing their done their thing. And oh my god, the chrome is flowing. The chrome mines have opened up after COVID's gone. Cause COVID was never real gone. And uh, the chrome, the chrome mines are flowing good. The only reason that the only 100% safe and effective way to beat that corona is with chrome rona, the anti-corona resistant coating from Pimp My Tractor. That's right. We got the brightest and shiniest futures out of them all. You ain't getting no COVID with them there uh, chromid. Let's go get it, get ourselves some uh, good old-fashioned chrome and have a grand old time. This podcast is brought to you by no longer being on vacation. That's right. They stopped phoning it in showed up to the office for once. No longer being on vacation. Oh, we could not have done it without none other than large wine. Um, please, we this is just a placeholder. Big wine, someone sponsor us, please. We need that sweet, sweet, uh, anti-small batch wine uh, monies. That's right. The bigger, the better. The more blend, the more consistency, the more whiny your wine. Hit us up. We love big wine. Eric, do you know the primary sponsor of this podcast? And can you thank them for me? Oh, 
the obvious answer is uh, homegrown hops. However, due to a malfunction at the uh, homegrown hops farm, uh, there's a terrible gas leak explosion everywhere. I, I think chrome started spewing out of a few uh, uh, random pockets over there. So they they're actually aren't doing well. But we got to thank our boys over at First Republic. They got us lubed up with some brewskis and some runs. Maple Street Run Series. It's a great time. That's what sponsored this one. Ooh, absolutely. Hit us up next week when we come back answering all your real questions from the comments with also our big longtime sponsor, Homegrown Hops. They'll be back. You can't stop them. They're growing forever. Eric, this has been Just Do It, a Dewey Brothers podcast season five. That's right. Five. Eric even has the tattoo for it. Remember, fortune comes in fives. Season five. Let's go, baby. Episode one. I'm Alex. I am Eric. And for the love of God, man. Just send it, dude. Like, dude, like, what are you waiting for? Like, send it, bro. Like, it, it's right there. Like, send it. Like, dude. Totally.